A listener note. The safety information discussed in this podcast are our views based on our personal firsthand experiences. Each safety situation presents unique risks, and the solutions discussed in this podcast should not take the place of thorough risk assessments or evaluations based on your specific circumstances. Thank you. Welcome to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a Worker Safety Podcast, where we break down real problems from real situations and discuss realistic solutions. And here's your host, owner of Allen Safety LLC and CHMM, Joe Allen. Good day, Joe Allen. We are on YouTube. All right. You can see me. Hello, everybody. We're on the podcast. Are you listening to me verbally driving down the road? You know what? We're doing a sanitation series. For all I know, you just got out at 536 o'clock this morning. You're like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Joe's podcast about sanitation. Well, thank you for doing that. Okay. For those of you who don't know, we spend a lot of time in the food industry for years and years. Pretty much every week, we're doing some kind of sanitation, no matter whether it's confined space, contract, internal, external, helping the vendors, writing a book, doing a magazine, whatever it is. It seems like we do a lot of sanitation. Chemical handling, chemical releases, chemical events, sanitation related. So we spend a lot of time on sanitation. So we developed a series to handle that. The first few episodes, why you bring it internal, why you bring it external, why you don't do it internal, why you don't do it external. All right, now we're down to the one that everybody wants to know. You've made the choice now to bring it internal or external. Now, how does it tie in and what are some of the weirds that have to do with pre-op and food safety and worker safety? This episode is about the weirds that you don't think about with sanitation. That's what this episode is. All right, here we go. First one's going to be, I'm walking through the production floor on third shift. The first weird is, is that a whole bunch of people are wearing one set of clothing and the other people aren't. So the first thing be like, why are you wearing that clothing? And why are you not wearing that clothing? That's a weird because to me, why wouldn't they do sanitation? They all look the same. If they're going to be doing it. So that's the first one. Hose handling. I look at how do you manage the hose and how do you carry the hose? It's weird to me that when the people are the most tired at the end of the night is when their bodies stress the most is when they do the most weight of carrying hoses. I look at different systems than doing it that way. But the point of it is that's weird to me. Why are you the most tired? That is when you carry the most weight because that's where the injuries come from. I look at things like, okay, we're going to clean the, the floor all night. As we're cleaning the floors, maintenance is going to come in. Maintenance comes out there and we're still spraying chemicals. Why does the person in sanitation have to wear all the clothing, but maintenance does not? Same chemicals, same risk. Do, can we separate sanitation? Yes. Can we separate maintenance? Yes. All I'm telling you is I walk out and be like, why are you standing five feet next to each other and you're not wearing the same clothing? It's PPE for a reason. Going to do some squeegeeing on the roof. Food safety says no condensation. You go to condensate, remove the condensate, look up. You're not wearing glass or shield because you want to be able to see. You're wiping gross stuff off a ceiling that's dripping down onto you, and now you get in your eyes, you have an eye injury. From the worker safety side, we'd be like, well, why would you have that injury? From the food safety side, we'd be like, you got to wipe down the condensation. And from the person doing the sanitation says, I need to see what I'm doing. So break down that variable, what's the best fit for that moment? Because I get a lot of stuff in people's eyes because of that action. All right, food safety is going to come out and they're going to do pre-op. As they get ready to do pre-op, 
They say, here's a conveyor line. I'm going to check it. They check the conveyor line. It's great. Now run the conveyor line for me. They run the conveyor line. You know what? That looks dirty. At that moment, what I see is the food safety will say, can you clean that? What you need to do from the sanitation side, internal, external, is still go put your lock on that conveyor before you go do that task. I see people, they get so flustered about what time they got to start up or how's food safety going to be, or are they feeling, you know, stress that food safety has got to move to six different other things before they start up, that they have a tendency to want to quickly pull that piece of meat out. And when they do, that's when an injury could occur. So I'm asking you, is encouraging you that anytime you're in a pressure situation, right before pre-op, right before startup, Take two seconds. Remember to lock out the conveyor, lock out the equipment so you don't hurt yourself. So that's weird. You don't see that all night long, and you don't see it after the pre-op. You only see it during a certain window during the day under a certain control variable. All right, another thing we look at is, is I'm going to wear a respirator now because I'm doing chemical cleaning. If I wear a respirator at one plant and I have three plants and I don't wear a respirator at the others, I'd be asking about how we evaluate a risk, how we evaluate any respirator or not, and how do we evaluate, does it even make sense why we're wearing the mask, or is it really the chemical mixture right? Because to me, if you have three plants and you use the same chemical at all of them, and they're all mixed the same, I don't know why one group wears a respirator and one does it. It makes me go, it's something weird about the different plants, and now I'm going to ask more questions. Another thing about sanitation, now we're going to unload sanitation chemicals. We decide to unload it by a tote, but it's on day shift. So now day shift, the plant people unload it. What kind of training we give them for that? Now we go to night shift, we're going to unload it and we're going to move it. What kind of training we give the night shift on forklift use? Because they're using the plant's forklift and they don't do a good job because we haven't really trained them on that. There's another gap there. We see the same thing with scissor lifts. We see where the scissor lift, the food safety says clean this evaporator, for example, and the, the location says no problem. Maintenance goes to lock it out one way. Sanitation says they're going to lock it out one way. Maybe it doesn't match. So now we have a weird with the lockout procedure. Now sanitation is going to use scissor lift. They're going to borrow the one for the plant. Did they have any training? I don't know. That's a weird. Maybe sanitation uses it on a pre-check form, and maybe the plant has a different one. But the plant's policy says any contract use our form. That's a weird. So when, when you're looking at how sanitation moves and food safety and maintenance and lockout, all these different variables for worker safety, there are points in time where a whole bunch of variables come together at once. And all I'm asking you to do is back up and make sure each part of the system makes sense. I get a lot of my injuries from... Maintenance does it this way, food safety does it this way, worker safety does it this way, sanitation does it this way. But there's a point in time when sanitation does that task that all those variables come together and you're looking for that control variable there when you go look. And that's what I do for a living. I really spend most of my year looking at that control variable. All right. Now, another thing we're looking at is weird. You know what? There's seven people that are supposed to show up to sanitation night, internal, external. They didn't. Our company owns three plants. Maybe the sanitation company has multiple plants that work from the area. So we bring someone from another plant to our location to help out so we're not running late. How much training we give that person on that EAP, that lockout, that PPE guidelines. Maybe at that plant they don't wear a mask and this plant they do. So it's the variable of the weird is when you have low labor, like we do in some of the locations, and we decide to grab the labor from the other locations. Are we meeting all the goals we want for that location and make sure they're ready to go?
Another thing we look at when we walk on the floor is how they personally move. So where is their body? If the food safety says clean that piece of equipment there and someone leans their head underneath the piece of equipment, I'm looking for is there anything sharp that can cut their neck or cut their face? So they may be like, you know, I got something weird on me. Yeah, that could be chemical because you could have leaned over and actually had some chemical residual drop on you and you don't even realize because you're like, am I hot? Am I cold? Am I sweat? No, it could be chemical. So not only could you bend over and look under that conveyor piece of equipment, have a sharp point that can hurt you, you could have some chemical exposure from it. You could be cleaning chemical above because food safety says clean that corner and you go to reclean the corner, but you've already changed clothing and now you're not wearing the normal clothing you have with the hood now you're wearing maybe a frock because it says during pre-op you got to have a frock on well now i'm cleaning like this with a chemical gets on my frock now it's wet now i have chemical now i'm gonna have a neck an hour earlier you would have never had that but you have it now because of the time of day that you're doing the clean and the task you're doing a couple more here when you are going to the production floor and you're looking overall eye washing showers be like where are they at because it's interesting that people will make eye washing showers for day shift, but we clean everything at night. To me, you got to have eye wash showers everywhere if you're doing sanitation, because the idea is get to the eye wash shower if you have a chemical exposure. So weird to me is walk to the floor, look around and be like, you know, if that guy's cleaning uh, uh, with a chemical, where are they going to go? If they get it on them. And that's the way you look at the puzzle. Don't look at it during day shift, second shift. Look at it for the whole time. The meeting, the Thursday meeting. So the food safety says, we're going to do the Thursday meeting. That's our sanitation meeting. You know, weird. I don't see a lot of worker safety people go to those. They should. Not every meeting, but they should. I go. If I'm on property, I know you got a sanitation meeting. I'm ready to go. I'm not jumping in because I have a lot of great ideas. I want to see what you think about and how you run the business. And I want to see if there's any gaps on the worker safety side. That's a that's a, a gap because they schedule the meeting sometimes before other people come in. So just by the sheer nature of the business, I work from eight to eight every day because we're doing first, second shift and I'm doing shift coverage that way because I'm doing 12s. But the sanitation meeting is always a seven that I'm missing that meeting. So the concept of the, of the sanitation meeting, internal, external, and the concept of the safety and the concept of the food safety, getting that joint venture together on that Thursday morning, that's a control to me. That's how you run the business. You got to be able to talk to each other. And then the most interesting weird to me is we had the worker safety side, we had the sanitation side, and we had the food safety side. All I'm asking you to do is make sure they line up. I can't tell you how many places I go in my career where this is an absolute at this location because food safety said so, but we did not follow the correct worker safety guidelines, like maybe chemical handling, PPE, or like I tag out or elevated work. And then I go to the sanitation side and said, that's how we always do it for elevated work. But that doesn't meet the worker safety side because you have to clean there one day a week. And that way you clean, there's no real good way to clean it. So we didn't capture that from the worker safety side that we have an elevated work issue. Food safety says, if you don't do it their way, then we're not going to let you run because you didn't have it clean and we're going to tape it off and say you can't do that process. I'm not saying you disagree or agree with anything I just said. I'm just trying to give you reality that those three control variables, sanitation, food safety, worker safety, have got to work together and they got to have the same plan and the same end result. It shouldn't be one is accomplished and two is not, and one is accomplished and two is not. 
It should be all three are always accomplished when that employee does that task. So if it's an elevated work issue, let's pre-plan a little bit about how we're going to do the work, what are they going to wear, how are we going to meet all the guidelines, and make sure we capture all that data so we do it the right way. So in closing for this one, get your groups together, Thursday meetings, think about your one-offs, Talk about those one-offs. You know what? We got a clean Sunday. We've never cleaned before. All right. Well, let's don't talk about it on Thursday. Let's talk about it two Thursdays ahead so that we get the plan together in case we got to bring more equipment or hire other people or bring in maybe a different kind of service. Maybe we do sanitation internal. We decide, you know what? We're clean confined spaces all weekend. I'm not doing that. We're going to hire a third party that does confined space clean. That kind of stuff. Think about your process and how you're going to do it. Part of risk management during sanitation is not only making sure worker safety and food safety and sanitation are in line, it's also understanding worker safety, food safety, sanitation, what we can't do. Where's our comfort level and what we can manage and not? We have great training for fine space, but we're, no one's going to be here on Saturday because that's not the days they were. So now we're going to hire a sanitation company to do the confined space on Saturday. But we've never evaluated them ever because they don't ever work here during the week. Make sure those systems line up. Get them to line up so you're managing correctly. A discharge side of a mixer blender, how are we going to clean it? How are we going to check it? Make sure it meets the work of safety so we don't have our arm or body in there or rotate or get hurt. Look at the way they line up. And each task you do, those three should line up all the time, all the time. This should never be two's good and three's not or one's good and two's not. They have to always line up. So, Watch your egress routes when you're walking with all the hoses, you know, trip, trip, fall in the morning. Watch when you go out there and you spray all the hot water and you can't see anything at all, so you can't even see an exit sign. Watch that who's taking off the guards and what time you take them off so your order's right taking off the guards so you don't hurt yourself when someone else is leaving at the end of the day. Make sure that when you're cleaning the area, we don't have chemicals spraying different people while they come to do pre-op or set of equipment. Make sure that they don't get hurt by it because they're not wearing the PPE. Back up, look at your business, and say to yourself, Worker safety, food safety, and sanitation, every task they do has to line up. And if they don't, then why are we doing it? All right. Have a great day. I hope this helped you with this series. And uh, that's all. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you like what you heard here, please take a moment to write us a quick review, like, subscribe, and share our podcast so that others can find us. For questions or to request topics that you'd like to hear on our next show, please visit us at www.allen-safety.com. Thank you.